Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Ping, and in this episode, I'm going to share with you my backstory. Right. So, in order for you to be able to connect to me, uh, it's better if you listen to my story and then you go from there. Right. So, as of this recording right now, I am uh, half of my life is actually spent away from home. I have been uh, away from home for the longest time. Uh, so I've lived in Singapore. I'm based in Indonesia. Uh, I live in Singapore. I've lived in uh, lived and work actually in the U.S., in uh, China, back to Singapore, and then now in Indonesia. And I'll travel. I usually travel regionally. Um, so for me, uh, I was a shy kid growing up. I don't really hang out with much uh, friends. For me, it's really hard to even speak out to speak to to. To strangers, um, since young I, I was like that. So, and I'm so immersed with uh, video games and uh, the stories of video games. I was into RPG, role-playing games. So games like uh, Final Fantasy, those kind of games, right? And uh, those stories uh, immersed deeply in me. And you know, the story is always about this one hero will have so many friends, and they end up uh, beating the final boss. Uh, or save the world or whatever because they are surrounded with their friends, right? So that is what I, I'm, uh, what do you call that? I, I got surrounded with uh, that environment, right? But I was by myself playing it, right? It's a game. Then I moved to Singapore and I discovered something amazing, which is online games. So instead of me having to sit down on my uh, PlayStation and, and, and glue to the TV, I can actually play it with other people like chatting and stuff like that I, to me I felt great so that's what I did but it's also RPG related games and uh, when I was young uh, I there is this craze about um, Pokemon card back in the days it was the craze everybody's playing it everybody is um, collecting it so I look at it I was like wow what is this you know like why why people are so into this right so I did what uh, most people back in the days do. I forked out my pocket money and I bought two packs of uh, Pokemon cards. So uh, for some reason, one of the card has holographic uh, card and the other card doesn't have a uh, holographic card. Uh, Back in the days, holographic card, the price is crazy. You can actually sell for for expensive uh, price, right? Then uh, I noticed that, hey, there is uh, the card, I think it's 12 cards per pack. And in the 12 card, there's only one card that is rare. So the rare card can be the holographic or not non-holographic, right? So I noticed that in these two packs, the, the, uh, the rare card is at card number four. So I, I told my friends, uh, you know, when my friends were about to, 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 put the, to purchase the card the next day, I told him like, hey, you know what? Can I open the card? Just wanna check something out. So op- they opened the card and I noticed it's always the fourth card. For some reason, it's always the fourth card. I might be wrong, but um, out of the 10 cards that I looked, the 10 packs, it's always the fourth card. It's the, uh, the rare card. And then I, I, I noticed that the holographic card is this, a little bit slightly bent. So I start to play around with the pack that I've already opened and I noticed there is some gap, right? So that's what I did. 
I uh, I saved up some money for a month, and I bought ten packs, ten packs, and I used my method and you know play around, look around, and touch here and there. That out of the ten packs, nine of them were holographic. Right. So out of these nine holographic, I I sell and I make a lot of money. And with all those uh, other cards, the common cards and the uncommon cards, as they call it. I make into like a bundle purchase, or, or I do a barter. So basically, five common cards for one uncommon card, and then this, this uncommon card I sell for whatever, and I trade or whatever. So that's what I did, and I make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? At the at the same time, my grade regressed. <laughs> uh, so that was what I did in Singapore. That's my. I think that's the start of my, uh, you know, entrepreneurism journey. Then. I moved to the U.S. and I. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't really hang out with people from outside of school. I still play my my online games and stuff like that back in Singapore. So, so that's that's uh that's so you so you know. So people wanted the card, so they reach out to me. I don't have to reach out to them. I don't have to sell something. I have it, and people want it, so they just come to me, and and that's it. I I was quite a shy kid. I don't really like go out and and do sales, right? So, uh, back to the U.S. I I transfer I moved to the U.S. right and um, my first two years I was at a college where there's a lot a lot of Indonesian students and I hang out with Indonesian students all the time because of that I don't really uh, hang out with people from outside of uh, outside of Indonesia basically and uh, I don't get that much confidence speaking English to people because in Singapore we have this thing called Singlish where it's very uh, the dialect is very strong, right? So in back in the US, I always, you know, in my brain, I think first, okay, what is going on? What do I have to say? Uh, I have to think of grammar. I have to think of this, and then, and then I, once I formulate the question, then I ask, right? And because of that, I, you know, when you speak to me back then, it was a little bit uh, uh, disconnect, right? So, so, and I was also too shy to make a mistake, so I don't really do much talking. It was only uh, when I transferred to university I realized that there's only like, maybe maybe like ten Indonesians, and out of those ten Indonesians, only zero were the same major as me. So my major is new, and there's no Indonesians in my major at all. So I need to hang out with people from from outside of my school. Sorry, outside of my 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 race, and that is my first journey towards. Um, outside of my comfort zone. So I walked out of my comfort zone and I started to speak to people. And that's when I, I got two friends that really changed my life. Uh, it opened up a bunch of uh, perspective in me and I, I'm forever grateful to them. So Amin and Miki, if you were listening, thank you so much uh, for everything that you did. Um, even though you might not know it, you changed my life in so many ways. So after that, I moved to Singapore. Eh, sorry, I moved to Shanghai, China, for four years, and I studied Mandarin for the first one and a half years. And after that, I, uh, I learned. Uh, sorry, I, I work in uh, in a corporate world. So, back in school, same thing. I hang out with people from uh, people from around uh, the world because I've already get used to speaking to people from around the world. And I I work. Uh, sorry, I study in uh, in an international school. Right, so I hang out with a bunch of people, and anyway, it was it was great. But the thing I noticed is that most of my friends were high by friends. Basically, we had dinner and things like that, and that's it. We don't really hang out. We don't really talk. What's deeper level, 
Then uh, I got a job. So how I got the job is very interesting. So I was looking for a job uh, starting year one. I started handing out resumes like crazy. I I sent like 20 resumes a day to different companies. Uh, I just changed the cover letters, changed some words and sent. Um, and that's, I think that's what most people did back in the days or at least right now, even when they were looking for a job. And it didn't work. Nobody is buying my what I have to offer, basically, I don't get any callbacks, I don't get any even email, I don't even get any thank you, whatever I send to job boards, I send directly to companies, and I crickets, nothing happened. So I got frustrated, and then uh, one day I was walking out to dinner by myself, actually, I was walking across the, somewhere near my school, and I met my first classmate. And, and he's like, hey, Ping, how's it going? I'm like, hey, hi, how are you? And, it's, and we started talking and I said, oh, I'm currently looking for a job. Uh, and she said, hey, you know what? I have a friend from church and I think her company is looking for someone, um, you know, in her company. Would you like me to, to um, you know, to connect you? I'm like, yes, please uh, send me her contact details and I will um, I'll follow up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you know what? Instead of me going back to dinner, I walk, I ran actually, I ran home immediately and I polished up my, CV, my resume and I emailed it to her, to my classmate and I said, hey, it was great meeting you. Anyway, this is my, my resume and uh, please forward it to her or you can send me her contact details and I will forward it to her again. Uh, thank you so much for your help. Lo and behold, two days later, I get an email from... Lisandra, which is the person that she referred to, and in this email, it was uh, cc'd to me and sent to the HR of the company. Long story short, I got hired, and uh, Lisandra and I, we, we went on to crush every records there is in, in the company uh, for months running. So we were the best, we were the two best employees uh, ever, I think, I believe so. So, when I got a job, I, the, the company is an expert network company. So, what it is, is that um, there is a project from big, big companies, right? Uh, financial companies, uh, mutual funds, hedge funds, those people. And those companies, they, are, they reach out to my, uh, to my company, and my company actually find the experts and connect them for projects, right? So, my job is to find experts every single day. Right, so in the first few weeks that I was there, I list, I observed how people actually made, uh, call them, call the experts, how they introduce themselves, how they do. That. I mean, we were we were given scripts, but I don't think scripts are useful. But at least it's a good guiding point, right? So, um, my very first successful project happened in a span of three days. On the third day, I get my first, uh, my first expert, and this expert is actually a, a very high-level expert, and he's retiring back then. And, and the client was so happy, my boss was so happy, my boss was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing, and we can go further. And of course, it's a beginner's luck, because after that, I struggled tremendously. Then I noticed something that um, most of the time, I I reach out to them without 
um, without having to to do uh, weird. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, without without introducing myself and have this connection, so I just boom, I just go go and talk about the project, and that's wrong. So what I did was I start to connect with them on a on a personal level first, and then I connect with them on a deeper level, and then I went on to the project, and it worked tremendously, and I believe I was the most. Uh, at one at one point, I I recruited about fifty. Experts and they were all high-level experts. Basically, all CEOs, CFOs, business owners, uh, C-level executives, and 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 independent consultants. So that's what I did, and I shattered the record. And this never happened before. And all I did back in the days, it was just for for the fun of it. I only specifically target those people. I don't target the the, the lower-level ones. And it was crazy that I was. Um, but I noticed something. You know, what I noticed is that education is nothing. Knowledge and experience is very, very valuable and very expensive. People are actually willing to pay a huge sums of money for your knowledge and experience, and that is what I learned, and that is uh, paramount and most important for me. And I, that's what I realized that oh my goodness, this is very important. I gotta network. I gotta know a lot of people. I gotta know all these experts. So I start my networking journey. I start to go to networking events, and I go to a lot, a lot, a lot of events. I don't care what events they are. If there's an event, I go. Right. So after a lot of, if after going to a lot of events, like uh, all the weird events that you can think of, I've been there. Okay. And then I noticed also that, you know, if you go to, think of it this way: if you go to a restaurant, and the restaurant is expensive, right? The the it's like a let's say. Um, Gordon Ramsay's Michelin star restaurant, right? All the people that you that you meet inside the restaurant, they are all high level people, or at least people that are rich enough to be able to afford that place, right? So they are at least same level as you, or higher than you. Uh, do you agree? So if you go to McDonald's, first as you went to McDonald's, you might get more full. Your money is more worth it, but the people that you meet inside, it. Varies. It can be from someone from the very low level to a very very high level, right? It's the same thing with networking events. So when I went to to a free networking events, I get diversified range of people. So I get people that are they just went go there to hunt to get business cards to to uh, to sell services. There are even some people that which I hate until now. They just carry uh, a folder. With brochures and stuff like that, and just distribute out brochures. They they distribute out their business cards like distribute brochures, and that's not right. That's the wrong approach. And if you want to engage with me, I can teach you how to get it right, how to network the right way. Okay, that is the free one. If you go to the paid events like seminar, uh, conferences like executive networking, um, mastermind groups, all those events, they are exclusive, right? So you pay. A price to be, to go to the event. So let's say you pay. Back in the days, there's an event that I went to. I paid five hundred Singapore dollars to attend the event, and inside it, I know they are all high-level people because they pay. They are able to pay five hundred dollars that they can spend on anything else to that event. So what I did, I networked with every single one of them, right? There is a seminar they attended. It cost, I think, I can't. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think three payments of two ninety seven. 
it's a it's a paid course and it's uh, happened in Singapore. You know what I did? And with every single one of them, you know why? Because they if they can afford to pay three payments of 297, right? At least they are in the same level of as me or above. Because in Singapore everything is expensive and 300 bucks you can you can you can spend like what like half a month worth of food instead you spend it on a on a three day event right so that's what I want to drill into you okay and that is how I get started with networking and I've, I'm very fascinated with networking right and after that after a while I noticed too well, I use the word of notice because I noticed stuff and I noticed that a lot of people they don't connect with themselves. They just go to the networking event as simply to network. It's wrong. You need to connect with yourself first. Once you can connect with yourself, then you can connect with other people, right? If you know who you are, you know what you want to do, and you know how valuable your services or your products or your experience or your expertise are to that person, then that person will want to network with you. Okay, if you just go to the network event to handle brochures and handle your and give your business cards like 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 it's brochure, and you go in there and say, hey, by the way, I'm an insurance agent, want to buy insurance? People be like, who the hell are you, right? But if you go there in the intent to actually make a difference in the life and give value to the life of the other person, people will want to connect with you. Okay, and that is my journey of. Um, you know, uh, networking, right? So also another experience about myself is that I have worked in a startup. I have worked in uh, in in corp big corporates. I have worked in. Uh, I have built a, a team from zero. I have. Uh, what do you call that? I have worked in family business. I have actually started my own companies. And right now, I start my own company, so I I know everything. When it comes to uh, not everything, but I know a lot when it comes to um, uh, relationships, right? With coworkers, with bosses, with with your with with whoever is directly reporting to you, or when you are a boss, how do you speak to your employees, and and how how to make an expectations, and if you are a, a business owner, how do you speak to your clients? How do you Uh, speak to your prospects and leads or whatever. I I am fully aware of those uh, stuff, and I'm I'm very willing to share to you on the upcoming podcasts as I take my walk. So, welcome. Take a walk with me together, and uh, I'm I'm so willing to share all this with you. If you have any uh, questions regarding whatever that I'm speaking to you right now, or you have any questions in the future, just let me know. Maybe your questions can be a topic that I will share in my in my future podcasts, right? My email will be hello at pinkhendra.com. If you want to read my blog, you can go to pinkhendra.com/blog. If you want to know more about the podcasts, um, you know what what is happening and things like that, you can go to pinkhendra.com/podcast, right? I'm going to uh, revamp the website. The website is still brand new. I, oh, by the way, I really believe in this thing. It's called massive imperfect action. Just take an action and go with it. Don't wait for it to be perfect. If you go to my website right now, it's 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 all over the place. There's nothing nothing gets done. Um, I think the template is still wrong. The template is about steak, I think right now. So don't worry about being perfect. Okay, worry about being done. So when you are done, 
go to the next stage. If you're done, go to the next stage. Do it first, post it, and then be accountable. Once you post it, oh my goodness, people are going to come and visit. That's when you make things happen, make things better. Okay? So, thank you very much for listening and uh, looking forward to speaking with you again on my next walk. Cheers. Bye-bye.